Thanks for listening to Draw Near with Fred and Kara and Merry Almost Christmas. (laughs) Or Merry Christmas if you're listening listening to this after Christmas, I suppose. Fair. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we are diving into the archives of the Draw Near podcast and we have pulled out um, a classic, what we're calling a classic. It it, kind of was. Was it? A lot of people listened. It'll catch. You guys can call it a classic. Um, where we talk about some of our favorite Christmas traditions, Christmas memories, and Advent traditions. And so we are um, posting that again this week with Christmas coming up, um, or just in the Christmas season, Mm -hmm. for all of you to enjoy. But we wanted to really kind of take a second to give you a little bit of a year update, since it's the end of the year for us. Um, And kind of a lot of exciting things have happened, and it's really cool. Amen to that. So I would like to honestly um, first just thank... I feel like there's just been overwhelming support. Absolutely, there has been. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like like I can't even explain it on on here. I really can't because it's just like my heart feels like it just grows every mm-hmm. time I think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, She's to, cried lots of happy tears this yeah, year. Yeah, to where, yeah, it's just no words, honestly. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who has supported us, not just um, through patron support um, or other financial support, mm-hmm. but just through prayers, through constant encouragement, mm-hmm. it has been overwhelming. Um, and it's made all the difference. At least I know it has for me. Yeah, I would agree, Kara. And I think it's it's kept us going. Yeah. It, it's really helped to looking out into 2024. That sounds crazy to say, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, with a lot of excitement and a lot of hope and, um, you know, all of our patrons, all of those that who have kind of rallied around us to give us encouragement and support and, and definitely prayers. Like you're the reason we're going into this new year with so much hope. Yeah. 100%. Mm. So thank you. And if, if anyone feels a call or has maybe questioned, like, I think I would like to support their ministry. Um, you are welcome to do that just by talking to us Mm -hmm. and we can share prayer requests. Um, Prayer is always the most needed, 100%. Absolutely, yeah. If you'd like to become a patron, there's a button on our website. If you go to drawnear.me in the top right corner, it says support, and it'll take you to our Patreon page. And we have many different levels, $5 to however however much you can give a month, mm. but it means the world and it makes all the difference in keeping so much of this going. So kind of with that, another update is we did have a, um, a very generous sponsor of our next phase of the podcast. So mm-hmm. we were able to purchase all of our recording equipment for video. Mm-hmm. Um, Including a teleprompter. Yes, which yeah. is fancy, which we're not going to use for a podcast because that's just so not, not us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're just like, let's just have a conversation. Sometimes I start a sentence and hope I find it along the way. Or I finish it for you. <laughs> or you finish it for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so within the new year, sometime in 2024, watch it be December 2024. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully to be sooner than yeah. that. We will start um, video podcasts and that mm-hmm. would be available on our YouTube channel and other places that we'll figure yes. out yeah. along the way. <laughs> Probably on the website, I imagine. Yeah, um, on our website. So we're very excited about that. That's kind of one of the updates. And then another exciting one, Fred, do you want to tell them what our, our end year goal is? We are currently working on establishing ourselves as a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been laboring away, writing bylaws, which is not something I ever thought I would say with a smile on my face. But yeah. um, it's been it's been. A blessing. It's been enjoyable, actually. We're getting a board, the board of directors, all that stuff together. So exciting things as we go out into the new year. You know, get, getting established as a nonprofit is an important thing in yeah. the ministry world. So we're we're looking forward with with great hope and excitement about that. Um, I think yeah. that will lend itself to. So we have another uh, exciting update. So many people, especially if you have listened to our I See a Movement podcast episode, where we really lay out the full vision as far as the fullest vision we have ever shared publicly. Right. Um, if you want to go listen to that, it's just I See a Movement. With that, we talk about this young adult mentorship program that we created. And we are excited that this summer we are actually going to be able to run that program right yeah and so if you with that um if you know of anybody who might want to be a part or go through it um we are looking for young adults to join us this summer and to um, come and be mentored by fred and i 
very, very exciting, but we're definitely in the, um, in the recruiting process right now. So if you want to help us out in that mm-hmm. way, that would be really wonderful. You can give them our email, which is drawnier.me at gmail.com or mm-hmm. just send them to our website and they can contact us through the website. We yeah. have a ton of information we can send. And we'll be serving a community very much, um, yeah. In, in need of love, in need of support, and uh, yeah, it's exciting. I feel like the community itself that we are going to has, they have just been overwhelmingly supportive. It's Absolutely. like every time we walk away from yeah. um, from that campus, it's like peace. Yeah. Everything is peace and like, oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes like a, God, you're too good to us. Yes. You know, this is. How is that, how is that <laughs> possible that's for her to be too good to Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So that's very exciting. Um, that's kind of where we are for the year updates. There's probably stuff that we're forgetting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. We're going to bake cookies this weekend. We are baking that's cookies. That's exciting. Yes. We're, we're having a, a drawn your family bake. It's not really a bake off. Like we're not competing or anything. Right. But. but there will be soft pretzels. Yeah. Soft yes. pretzels. Oh, Hannah's making soft pretzels. Yeah. And, yeah. and crispy pretzels. And also crispy pretzels. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So it'll be good. Exciting. One more thing. Because I, wa- I want to let them vote on this if they'd like to. You said a draw near family Christmas. And when you texted me about this, you said the Cardella Barger. I did, didn't I? Cardella Barger. And then I said, well, that's better than Shella, Shella Bardell, which <laughs> kind of has like, it has like a, I don't know, it has kind of like a French sounding zing to it. That's which, what it's because, like a fashion show or something. Uh, Shella Bardell. Shella Bardell. Um, so <laughs> I just want to, if anyone would like to like, maybe vote on. What we shall name our family. What is the Bake Off? Christmas baking, called? not competition. You're welcome to. We'd love to hear your feedback. Which sounds better? Which mashup is better? So what were the options again? <laughs> Cardella Barger is what you proposed. Or Shark. Or Shella Bardell. <laughs> <laughs> so right. we'll let them decide. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Well, we hope all of you have a wonderful Christmas and please enjoy this Draw Near Classic episode. So getting into this week's episode, with Christmas coming up this week and New Year's just around the corner, we wanted to talk a little bit about our own personal experiences with this holiday and some of our family traditions and get really um, Mm chit-chatty in an entire episode, which is why it's chit-chat Christmas Mm -hmm. edition, maybe, we'll see, and really just kind of take on the topic of this holiday season. And I think there are enough episodes out there in other podcasts that kind of go into like the theological and scriptural background. So anyways, if you wanted to kind of go deeper into the Christmas season, there's a lot out there, but we kind of just want to take this opportunity to really invite you into like what we do in our homes and how we bring this Christmas and Advent season into our homes and teach our kids about it. Amen. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be awesome. And Kara had entirely too much caffeine. I did. Right before we started recording. <laughs> we had a half, I had a half calf. I had a drink, blended drink with half calf. Yes. And I'm like, I have way too much caffeine. Yes. Yes. When she said she had too much caffeine in a half calf drink, it made me smile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so good. this is going to be a great episode. We're looking forward to this. Yeah. Um, it'll be very uh, Q&A oriented. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to jump right in and start, Fred. Um, I'll be your interviewer this evening. Sounds good. Um, what if they're listening in the morning, though? We do post it in the morning. Sure. I'll be your interviewer this morning. <laughs> All right. So the first question I have for you is, what is your most memorable Christmas experience? Hmm, that is a tough question, Kara, because I feel like a million experiences come to mind. And they're all like little things. I don't know. Probably if I had to only pick one, it was when we had our fifth child. Uh, Crystal was pregnant with her. Her name is Zoe. Mm -hmm. And the way we announced it to the kids, it was very early announcement. They'd all been praying and asking for a sibling for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And so what we did was um, our youngest boy... We gave him a Christmas present that we said was for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it was a shirt that said Big Brother on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a real cute video. I think we should probably post it on our Facebook page. Okay. And, you know, he opened it up and everybody was just really puzzled about how is this shirt that says Big Brother for all of them. Mm-hmm. And then he's not a big brother. And then so there was this moment where you see it slowly click on each one of their faces, yeah. what we're saying. Yeah. And we have to remind them, didn't you want a sibling for Christmas? And then uh, all of a sudden, uh, our oldest daughter, especially, there's the, all these happy tears and everybody's excited. Aww. It's a beautiful like a way that we announce that to him. That's probably one of my favorite yeah. like sort of big 
Christmas yeah. moments. Yeah. And like I said, let's put that on our Facebook page because I think everyone will enjoy it. Yeah, that's um, really sweet. But I don't know. There's a lot of things that come to mind. You don't have uh, to pick just one. You can share whatever. Um, we hadn't been Catholic very long. I think it might have been our first Christmas Mass, Christmas Eve in Steubenville. And we were, it was after Mass. We were on our way uh, to the car in the parking lot. And there was a like a blizzard that was moving in. Mm-hmm. So it was snowing like crazy. Mm-hmm. And then our oldest boy, who was only about maybe two at the time, he is, is like, I'm really struggling to get him to follow along. Mm-hmm. He's holding my hand. And it, it's snowy, so I kind of understand that. But he keeps saying, they're falling, but they're falling, <laughs> but they're falling. We have no idea what he's talking about. And then finally, our oldest daughter says, look, and I look back and his pants are around no. his ankles. <laughs> so, you know, so they're we, falling. but they're falling. His pants are falling and down. And I don't know. You're just like dragging him. He's dragging him through the snow <laughs> on Christmas Eve mass. So I'm sure I looked like this, this fantastic yeah. parent, but I don't know. It, it's a story that like all the kids, like, cause we tell it every Christmas, we have this tradition of over Christmas. We tend to have moments where we talk about our favorite Christmas memories over the yeah. years. So that story has lived on. Kara, I'm sure I'm going to share more as we go along, but asking you the same question, what what are some of your favorite Christmas experiences? Uh, am I a terrible person if it doesn't include mass? <laughs> well, okay, there is one that there is one that includes mass. Um, there was one Christmas that I remember very vividly, and it was probably my favorite Christmas. And all of my siblings, we were all older. I come from a family of five kids, and we were all a lot older. And one of our Christmas gifts that we got for the whole family was um, Dance Dance Revolution and nice. karaoke. We opened up that gift and we just like stopped everything. <laughs> and my parents brought the uh, gaming system up to the living room and then we played until like eight o'clock at night. Mm. And that was honestly one of the best gifts. And I think why I remember it so much is because it was like all of the siblings just yeah. having like dance competitions in the living room yeah. all Christmas Day. So that was so fun. That's awesome, Kara. Yeah. I, as you were saying that, I remember a similar experience mm-hmm. with us. We had. Um, I think we, we had just gotten a, a Wii when we was, Wiis were coming out yeah. and the Wii Sports and all that was a big deal. And we had a Christmas like that at uh, the in-laws, actually, mm-hmm. where everybody did that. And mm-hmm. it was just, it was a lot of fun. That was the whole day. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. Um, there was another one where, um, actually, this isn't a one-time uh, experience, but I remember every single Christmas, and we did this on Easter, too, where we would all get so excited to go downstairs and to look at what Santa brought and we'd open up gifts and everything and because there were five of us we'd go in and we'd wake up my parents and then they would go downstairs and we would all sit on the stairs and line up (laughs) and then like my parents would call okay Kara you can come Mm -hmm. and Jen you can come and like they'd call us down one by one and so I remember sitting at the top of the stairs seeing my siblings go down and then you just see their faces like whoa and and you you don't know what it is yet because you don't get a see but the tree was right at the bottom of the steps and so i remember i remember um sitting on the stairs and waiting until it was our turn to go (laughs) downstairs there were a few christmases where um all of us wanted to stay up really late because we wanted to catch Santa and mm-hmm. we wanted to meet Santa. And so my oldest sister, she would, she was like, okay, well, everyone can come stay in my room. Um, we'll just have a sleepover. And it was so fun. And we'd be up late talking. And then here's my sister, Megan. And she's like, the next one to talk has to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and like me and my siblings, we always joke with her, like, Megan, you remember when you were the Grinch and you like wouldn't <laughs> let us stay up and mm-hmm. meet Santa? Santa, but we did that over and over every Christmas, uh-huh. even though we knew that's how it was going to end. That's but funny. it was always so fun because it was like just the sleepover with my siblings. Nice. So it was really fun. That's fun. Yeah. So for me, like those Christmas memories, like I said, there's a lot of them, but it's all those things. They tend to be the things we do every year. Mm-hmm. Like um, growing up, I was, I couldn't sleep Christmas Eve. Like it was yeah. very hard. I was just so excited and I'd wake up and never failed at six o'clock, wake everybody up, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And the funny thing is I still do that. Like I wake the kids up. Because you're so excited. That's how excited I am. I turn into a big kid at Christmas. But you know I'm a big kid as yeah. it is. But yeah. at Christmas especially, I wake the kids up. And we kind of do the same thing. Mm-hmm. They know you, you don't come down mm-hmm. until we're down here first. Because like one of our greatest joys 
is seeing their face when they come down and they see all the things that Santa has left out and Mm -hmm. everything that, you know, that's there. And I kind of live for that, you know? Um, And so those moments are just so beautiful. And that's the Christmas thing that I just enjoy always. Yeah. As we got older, um, our parish would do midnight mass. And that became one of my favorite things too, because then it started becoming a Christmas Eve tradition with my family growing up where we would stay up really late and we would go to midnight mass and then we'd come home and we'd stay up and at like 2 a.m. when mass got over, we'd all stay up and we'd play games and have egg bake at 2 in nice. the morning. You had egg bake in the morning <laughs> yeah, too? Yeah. Uh, was it at 2 in the morning or just the No, okay. it was like that was what we ate when we first got up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I remember that as we got older and yeah, playing games is always fun. So yeah. those are kind of some of my favorite memories. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite thing about this time of year? So it doesn't have to be necessarily Christmas, but just not Christmas season in the liturgical sense, I guess. Mm -hmm. So obviously right now we're in Advent. Um, a lot of, I think the world is like, it's Christmas time. It's Christmas, but Christmas is after actually, no, it starts with the vigil masses on Christmas Eve and it goes until the baptism of Jesus. Right. So Christmas season is actually after Christmas happens. In in the church's calendar year, Christmas is, is Christmas Eve until the baptism of Jesus. So um, in this Advent slash Christmas season, what's your favorite thing just to do in, in this season, time of year? Um, Garrett, I think this question is just like the last one. Mm-hmm. I think there's so many things about this time of year that I just love. It's hard for me to articulate one mm-hmm. thing necessarily. Um I think there's there's just there is something magical about this time of year in some ways, um, if we're open to that. Yeah. If we don't allow ourselves to kind of get caught in the hustle and bustle of of shopping and right. Um, I know there's a, a a big department store that I always see every Christmas. They always have a I'm not gonna say who it is, but they always have a sign that says something like "More Christmas for your money," mm. as if as if Christmas is something that you, you can buy. Right. Um, if we don't get caught up in the trap of that, I think there's a lot of beautiful things about this time of year that I really love. I think, Kara, that's one of the hard things about celebrating Advent well is the world seems to celebrate this time very differently. Mm-hmm. It's all about the gifts, the buying, the you know, the sales, the do this, do that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard to take a step back and do the prayer, the almsgiving and the fasting that's actually supposed to be a time to prepare for the coming of Christ, not just the the preparing for Christ coming at Christmas, but also his future coming and his daily coming into our lives. And everything works against that. Mm -hmm. But I think if you are able to to kind of pull away from that, it's all those things that make this a favorite time of year for me. So what do I mean by that? What does some of that look like for me? It's little things like uh, we have this this book, um, Saturday Evening Post Christmas book, and it's just full of a bunch of Christmas stories. Mm-hmm. All of them have a strong Christian theme, you know, have a a good moral to them. And, you know, every night I'll read one of those stories to the kids, do things like that. Um, and that's some of our favorite memories, actually, mm-hmm. every year. Going back to your previous question, you know, reading stories like, the gift of the Magi right. or, um, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus, you know, reading those stories to the kids. And I always, I read those every year and I still cry like a little baby at the end. Aww. And I try to disguise that so my voice, <laughs> why is daddy's voice cracking? Um, because daddy's smushy as Kara says, <laughs> um, you know, memories like that in, in, you know, all of our, our Christmas movie traditions, which we mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. Um, so like our oldest daughter, December 1st, we went into to the hospital because my wife was going to be induced and How the Grinch Stole Christmas was on mm-hmm. that night. So we watched that while we were waiting uh, for baby to come. And so every December 1st, one of our traditions, we watch How the Grinch Stole Christmas, yeah. just like we did that. Yeah. So it's all those little... The old cartoon one or the yeah, The Jim old Carrey cartoon one, one yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every year we watch that on December 1st. And um, another thing, uh, Christmas Eve, we always watch Charlie Brown Christmas because mm-hmm. that's what Christmas is all about, you know, and just little things like it's that. It's Charlie Brown or what? <laughs> right. Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's l- all those little things uh, about this time of year 
that I really find a lot of joy in mm-hmm. and I look forward to this time of year, it does tend to be a time where I can kind of rest and unwind and yeah. ease into the new year and really reflect on what, what it's all about. You have to be very intentional about that. And going back to your previous question too, but I think it ties into the, the sentiment with this question. I remember when I was in high school um, and then for a few years after, I used to get up every Christmas morning about 6 a.m. because that's I was in that habit, and I would go for a walk mm-hmm. in the neighborhood. And it's amazing how quiet and how peaceful it is on Christmas morning. And like that peace is what I enjoy about mm-hmm. this time of year. Yeah, I think there's a lot of intentionality too that goes into like how we spend time with our families. And honestly, I wish I had that mentality throughout the whole year, and maybe that'll be my New Year's resolution. Um, But I think there is just during this time of year kind of that intentionality. Like even with Clara and and my family and my kids, it'll be like, hey, do you guys want to do a puzzle as opposed to putting on a movie? Or or like you said, you try and read books to them every single night. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that because it very much is just this like, cozy family season right you know at least in our house it is and I know not everybody experiences it that way but that is definitely something that I am grateful for yeah um you mentioned games earlier playing board games is always a big part of our well everybody knows it yeah if they've been following us they know it's a big part of our family anyway but that's usually a big part of our Christmas as well and there's just there's no substitute for looking across the table, looking into someone's eyes who you truly care about mm-hmm. and making memories with them. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of board games, sure, but it's not about that. It's about the experience of that together. Right. You know, and that's a beautiful thing. I always tell my kids the story about one Christmas I got a video, whatever the new Nintendo was mm-hmm. that year, 64, whatever it was. And I spent the entire day not with my family, mm-hmm. like the beautiful way you described with your Dance Dance Revolution yeah. and uh, me with the Wii Sports, but I spent the entire day by myself playing that video game, mm-hmm. you know, from six in the morning probably, yeah. you know, until it was like two or three in the morning. And I remember going to bed that night thinking, I'll never get to redo this Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the only Christmas of whatever year this was I get. Right. And I felt kind of sad that that's how I chose to spend it, you know, by myself staring at a screen. Right. And so I, I often tell my kids that story because they can see the truth in that. So, yeah, it, it's a good learning experience, uh, certainly for the kids. Going back to your previous question. I think one of my favorite things about this season is um, my husband, BJ, he really likes driving around and looking at houses he, he likes doing this even not in christmas season we'll just be in the car and we'll just drive through random neighborhoods and be like oh look at that house look at that house but during christmas season we actually just make it very intentional if we're out and about one evening with the kids or just with us we drive around and we go and look at christmas lights um, we don't put any up, even though I would like to, just because, man, Christmas lights are expensive. They are expensive. Yeah, and mm-hmm. our house is kind of has like a tall peak in the front, and I don't want him to die. So mm-hmm. we don't put any <laughs> up, even though I would really like to. So instead, we just have joy in other people's efforts to put up their Christmas lights. And so we just drive around, and I really like doing that. Where I grew up, we actually had this house that they would start putting up Christmas lights in like September or October because they had so many. Everyone knew mm-hmm. it as like the Christmas lighthouse. Let's mm-hmm. go to the Christmas lighthouse. And they let you get out and you could walk around their yard and nice. it had like all these really cool things. And that was one of my favorite things to do even growing up. So I really enjoy getting to do that with our kids too, even though they are still very young, mm-hmm. but like pointing out kind of that fun aspect of Christmas. That's, I really like doing that. Yeah. There's nothing that beats a good Christmas light display. I would yeah. love to do that. I think our house would be awesome yeah. for that, especially because it's up on a hill. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a it's a budget thing. So if you'd like to donate Christmas lights, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll send a put an address where to send your Christmas lights so we can decorate our house. There you go. If you're uh, one of those people who has totes and totes <laughs> in your attic of Christmas lights, yeah. we will take them. <laughs> That's good. Okay, I have like a not very Christmassy thing that I actually really like about this season. I never drink hot chocolate, mm. except when it's Christmas time. I drink it every single day. Nice, <laughs> and I love it. It's one of my favorite things, honestly, like to just 
go and sit down on my couch. And before it was when I was still in grad school, before it was like I would make hot chocolate and I'd sit down and watch three hours of lecture in one night. But now it's like I get to read a book or I get to Mm -hmm. watch a movie with my husband or something and we just make hot chocolate and mm-hmm. i really just find it very relaxing and it reminds me of christmas so that's that, awesome i like no that's that. good it's yeah. good there's a lot of those sort of things that this time of year like eggnog yeah you only ever do it now right, right. and let's be honest like who whoever drinks eggnog no. and then is like i'm really glad i made that decision <laughs> and yet this is my go-to drink <laughs> and yet every single year i need that eggnog yeah Drink your half a cup, move on, you know, <laughs> but you got to have it. And yeah. there's, there, there's all those feelings and sentiments there, um, that come with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. With the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's funny. All right, Kara, my turn to ask you a question. Okay. How do you teach your kids what Christmas is all about? It's a good one. Um, they don't have to be named Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I think just like talking to them. So <clears throat> For context, my kids are two and four, so Mm -hmm. my level of explanation to them is not yet quite deep um, because they're two and four, Mm -hmm. but just taking every opportunity to talk to them about it. So the other day we were um, going to take my daughter to her religious ed class and we pulled into the parking lot and she saw this huge life-size nativity set that they have set out at the church and they play music with it and has this little bench that sits in front Mm -hmm. and she got so excited and she just ran straight to it and just plopped down on the bench and it was the most precious thing and so i walked over to her and i just one took a picture because i thought it was adorable Mm. but then i just knelt down next to her and i said do you know what this is and started kind of pointing out like you know, here's Mary and here's Joseph and here's the angel and like kind of just trying to teach her a little bit about it and then said, you know, we're approaching Christmas. Do you remember what Christmas is about? And obviously, you know, Clara, she's four years old. She's like, yeah, it's when Santa comes and we get presents. Right. Yeah. I'm like, yes, that does happen. Mm -hmm. But, and then I, I pointed to baby Jesus and I just kind of explained like, this is what it's really about. It's the birthday of Jesus. And, and that's Mm -hmm. what we're here to celebrate. And so honestly, I think simple answer is to just take every opportunity I have when that comes up to just teach my kids about Christmas Mm -hmm. Um, actually recently in the car, my daughter asked me and we were talking about Christmas in some context. And then she just goes, what does it mean? And I go, what does what mean Christmas? And she goes, yeah, what does Christmas mean? And I was like, ah, nice. So, so then I kind of went a little bit deeper and tried to explain a little bit about what Christmas means. And one of my favorite things actually in the midst of that conversation was I got to teach her about what her name means. Nice. So my daughter's name is Clara and then her middle name is Noel. So we were talking about Christmas and I told her, your name actually means Christmas. Mm -hmm. And so I went in and explained Noel and Noel means Christmas. And then her name, Clara, she's named after St. Clair, um, but her name, Clara in Italian, Clara is light. And so I said, your name actually means light of Christmas. You are the light of Christmas. And I know Jesus is the light of Christmas, but I thought it was so precious. And she goes, you know, in her innocence, she's like, no, I'm Clara Noel. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And I was like, no, no, no. The meaning of Clara and the meaning, you know, trying to teach her. That's funny. I was expecting a turn like, did you know I am the light of Christmas? Yeah, I know. And I'm humble too. (laughs) And I'm humble too, yeah. (laughs) She would do that. She's sassy. But yeah, I just, I think just taking those opportunities to like remind your Mm -hmm. kids because at a young age, they are very excited about Santa. They're super excited about waking up to presents, but just taking those opportunities to integrate like the faith into why are we doing these things? Why are we celebrating with presents today? It's because it's Jesus's birthday and that sort of thing. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of what the the approach we take. Yeah, that's we kind of do the same thing, always talking about it. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, um, it's kind of silly questions, but like, oh, is Christmas all about presents? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I, I always do this, like play dumb and right. then make them tell me. Right. And they say, no, it's about, it's Jesus' birthday. And this is why we give good gifts. And I, I try to make them tell me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and my kids are a little older than yours. I mean, well, some of them are the same age because we've already arranged their marriage, obviously, <laughs> but you know, and kind of making them tell that, tell me and reminding them of what Christmas is about, that mm-hmm. it's not about the presents. It was kind of neat this year because nobody wanted anything for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to do with that because write your letter to Santa Claus. And we have this tradition where when they write their letter to Santa Claus, there's three things that have to be in that letter. The first thing is thanking him for whatever he gave them last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing is what's the one thing that they want? 
because mm-hmm. they don't need 10 things. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing they have to put in the letter is one thing they want for a sibling. Mm-hmm. And so every year that that's what's in their letter. So And they can ask whatever else they want. Right. Like typically it'll be, you know, like, what's your favorite kind of cookie? Or, you know, yeah. or questions like that are fine. But Aww, those, so they can make it for yeah. you. <laughs> and, and it's kind of cool because in our house, Santa Claus always takes the time to leave them a nice letter. He mm-hmm. writes in cursive, which I'm out of practice, so it's really hard for me to read, but I try. Every Christmas morning, he, he leaves them this really nice note that's usually teaching them something mm-hmm. about the faith as well and talking about the gifts and, and, and things like that. So it's kind of neat because in our house, Santa Claus even takes the time to remind the kids of what Christmas is about, yeah. that it's not just about him coming to give gifts. But this is why he does it. So that's kind of a beautiful thing I like that, that happens in our house. I like that you help your kids too to to say what they want for their siblings because mm-hmm. it just kind of gets them in that mentality of like generosity and right. giving. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that we're just just starting with Clara because she's four and Jared's not quite old enough. But one thing we're just starting is um, we sat her down and we said, hey, it's very possible that Santa is going to be bringing you new toys. Mm -hmm. I don't think we have enough room for toys. So what do you think we should do with some of our toys? And she got really excited Mm -hmm. and she wanted to give them away. And so we're trying to kind of get in this mentality of preparing because that's what Advent is for, Mm -hmm. is preparing um, not just our hearts and our souls, which is very primary, but also like preparing your space and your home. Right. And so we're trying to get her in this uh, mentality of generosity and of giving things away. And actually recently we did this with books. I feel like books mm-hmm. just collect themselves. They you do. don't have to buy them. They, they just do. show up at your house. Yep. And we were running out of space for all of these books. And so I told Clara, you know, we need to, we need to get rid of some of these books. And so we set a big box outside the door of her bedroom and she was so excited. She started going through all of her books and I was shocked because like, books that I love reading to her and that are her favorite and she requests often I in my mind I was like oh no way we're getting rid of this one Mm -hmm. and then she would come over and see that one that is her favorite book and be like oh I love this book somebody else is gonna really love this book and she'd throw it in the box Mm. so I was so I was so happy for her like just those moments where she like wanted to give and so we're trying to do that this advent yeah we've done that before too where we've talked to the kids about Hey, you could leave these toys for Santa Claus and mm-hmm. he can pick them up on the way yeah. and deliver them yeah. you know, along the way. Or, hey, that Spider-Man's missing an arm. Mm-hmm. Do we really need to keep that Spider-Man? I bet he could take it, get it fixed up and find yeah. it, you know. Find a new home. And so they leave those things. So that's been nice too, because yeah. it helps them to see that it's not just about what we get. Right. There's something more. Right. There. Right. So speaking of Advent uh, and being a time to prepare, what are some of your favorite Advent traditions to do with your family? Well, early on when we were becoming Catholic, uh, where we lived in Steubenville, there's there's in, in a lot of Catholic places, there's always this debate about, is it okay to set up your Christmas tree mm-hmm. <laughs> during Advent and should you listen to Christmas music during Advent? You <laughs> yeah. know, it's a, it's quite the debate. And at the risk of being controversial, mm-hmm. um, we tried to bridge the gap right. of finding the happy balance between what Advent is all about, what this time of year is all about, what the, what our faith teaches, mm-hmm. but also how can we sort of redeem or point some of those traditions that we grew up with toward Christ. Mm-hmm. And so one of the the early decisions we came to was we're still going to set the Christmas tree up after Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. which is typically that first Sunday of Advent is almost always the Sunday after Thanksgiving. I grew up putting up the Christmas tree, my wife did as well, the day after Thanksgiving on that Friday. Um, So we just made that adjustment. But what we do is that first Sunday we put up the tree, but it's an Advent tree. Mm -hmm. It's not a Christmas tree. It is an Advent tree. And we decorate it differently to make that clear. We actually put two strands of Christmas lights on the tree to start with. We only plug in one of those lights, Mm -hmm. only one of those lights to start. We have purple and pink uh, bulbs on the tree. And then we do uh, a devotion called the Jesse tree. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kara, can we leave a link to the Jesse tree in the show notes? Sure. So basically what the Jesse tree is, is it's a, it walks through the story of salvation and every day 
the kids have a new ornament. Mm -hmm. And some years we make new ornaments or, or similar ornaments. But it tells the the story of salvation. For anyone who doesn't know, Jesse is the father of King David. And so it kind of walks through. So I, I can't remember without having the scripture passage in front of me, but I'll try and put it in the show notes. I'm pretty sure it's in Isaiah where it talks about a shoot. Well, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, mm-hmm. um, pointing to how Jesus, the Savior, is going to be from the line of David. So it walks through kind of the story of salvation of the Davidic line and and it culminates in Christmas with Jesus. Right. Yeah. So it's it's great because um, the first decoration is creation, and then Adam and Eve, and then the, the first the sin, and then mm-hmm. through the covenants and so on. And the kids are always really excited about putting those decorations up mm-hmm. and learning more about the story. And, and my wife will sit down at the tree, read them the little story, put the decoration up, and and sometimes we'll if. If we know there's a good short movie about that Bible story or something like that, we'll let them watch that. Like if there's a Moses cartoon or something, we'll watch that just to go a little deeper. And then that continues through all of Advent, uh, doing that every Mm -hmm. day, adding something new. And then on Christmas Eve, we plug that second light set in, if you remember. Think about why would there be twice as much light on Christmas Day? Well, because... The light of Christmas, who you mentioned, who's mm-hmm. not Clara, uh, who is Christ, <laughs> yeah. uh, comes in the world. The, so the, the light comes into the world. It's twice as bright. And we also take down all those Advent decorations. And at that point, we put all of our Christmas decorations up. Mm-hmm. So what we've done is we get to celebrate Advent more properly, but also they get double the fun. Mm-hmm. Like they get to decorate the tree twice. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of exciting. I would have loved that when I was little. Yeah. So we tr- get to, to capture it that way. So that's that's one of the things we do. I think my goal is to get to a Jesse tree. Again, my kids are very young, so mm. they craft like a two and a four year old. Right. Yeah. But my goal is yeah. to have a Jesse tree right now. It's just kind of, we just keep it a little bit more bare. We still put up the tree because I am very much like, I don't do decor. I really am terrible at it. It just, in my mind, it feels like clutter to me. Don't hate me, the people mm. who love Christmas decor. But the tree is like, it's Christmas season. So right. I, I love having the tree up, but we do keep it very minimal. Like right now, I think we have four purple ball ornaments on there and that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly because the other ones didn't have hooks on them yet, but like that's for Advent. And so it's a, a very minimal stringed lights and then mm-hmm. like a few purple and pink ornaments. And then, like you said, we switch it at Christmas, but right. the goal is to eventually have like crafts and Jesse ornaments and stuff like that. And we started uh, doing that Jesse tree thing when our kids were pretty much the same age, yeah. you know, actually our youngest was even younger than Gerard. Mm-hmm. And it was very like, very messy it's decorations. Been, yeah, and yeah. But we just stuck with it. And, and so it's been kind of neat. The kids really look forward to those stories every day. Mm-hmm. And they remind us if we forget mm-hmm. or if we get too busy. Yeah. Um, another thing we do all through Advent, Kara, is St. Nicholas yeah. is a favorite in our house. Yeah. And somewhere along the way, Early in our, our Catholic journey, we read that St. Nicholas would like to ask, I don't have a reference for this, but we found it somewhere. Mm-hmm. He would ask uh, the kids cate- catechetical questions, questions about the faith, and then he would give them a, a treat for getting the answer right. Mm-hmm. So we do that all through Advent, and the kids look forward to that all the time as well. Like in the evening, we ask me questions now, and mm-hmm. I don't know how he does it, but in our house, it's not just December 6th. That's a big deal. Yeah. But that stocking gets more and more more full as Advent goes along, and they ask answer those questions because they've been answering those questions. Yeah. So sometimes, if they they've done so well on their questions through Advent that when Santa Claus comes on Christmas Eve, those stockings overflow; they spill out all over the floor mm-hmm. because they've been answering so many questions right. and there's no room. Right? You know, um, but they are the kind of questions like, "Who made you? Mm-hmm. Why did he make you?" Mm-hmm. Um, to know him, love him, serve him, mm-hmm. you know, those sorts of questions like that. And the kids really love that. Yeah, that's good. How about you? Um, we do do an Advent wreath. Honestly, uh, I don't know why I felt like Advent started like so quickly after Thanksgiving, even though it's normal. Right. But we were traveling back on that first Sunday. So then it just, I felt like our house did not look like Advent for like the first week and a mm-hmm. half. So we're, we're kind of terrible in that way. Um, Maybe you could relate, but we put definitely a- <laughs> it's been that way for on that real quick though, care because we feel the same way. We were I feel like we were two weeks behind, yeah, because we traveled for Thanksgiving, and then uh, we had an unexpected 
funeral come up mm-hmm. um, in the family. Here's the thing is it, we said this in our Lent episode earlier this year. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how you start. Right. It matters how you finish. Right. So you still got time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it took us like a week and a half to get our Advent wreath out and we still have yet to light it. It sits mm-hmm. on the kitchen table, <laughs> which is so terrible. And, and then Clara, because I told her, she's like, mom, what's this for? And because, you know, when we last lit it, she was a lot younger and doesn't quite remember mm-hmm. doing it every dinner. And so I had to tell her again. And so I was teaching her what we do for it. And so now she's out of the age where she's like, mom, we have to light it. And she's mm-hmm. the one reminding me, she's like, you told me we have to light it. And I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> So normally we're really good about doing the Advent wreath and we print out um, weekly prayers and every dinner um, we eat dinner as a family and every dinner we read the prayers and then we light the candle. So that is one that we normally try and do. Um, We also have this little kids nativity set Mm -hmm. Um, and every single day leading up to Christmas, there's one more, one more character that you add. Nice. And each character comes with like a little card. And so on the card, it'll read something um, from scripture and then it'll challenge you to do something. So like with Joseph's card, it read something from the Annunciation where it says Joseph from the line of David. And so it's it's pointing to Joseph. But then it'll talk about Jesus's genealogy a little bit and it'll say, like, what's your family tree? And so it gives you kind of like family activities mm-hmm. to do with each character. So Clara really likes doing that. She's the one who gets to put the little character up on the nativity every every day. Yes. And then we read the card together as a family. So I like doing that. And then we started, we have this um, tree, fabric tree that we hang on the wall and it has like little clothespins for every day of Advent. And then we pin uh, little cards that have scripture passages on the back. Mm -hmm. So then every day we just have like our small gospel um, Bible that's in our little like hanging mail thing right next to this tree. And so we just put it right there. And so then every day you flip the card over and you see what scripture passage you're supposed to read. And it's all just like leading up to the nativity of Jesus. And so mm-hmm. that's another one that I, I really like because it gets the kids used to um, hearing about the nativity story, reminding them what Christmas is about, but then also getting them used to opening their Bibles as a family. So I like that. Yeah, one. that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. We have an unofficial Advent tradition. Mm-hmm. Every time we light the candle, it usually leads to Daddy doing magic tricks with a lighter mm-hmm. and making fire come out of my hands and stuff like this. Oh. So uh, that's safe to teach kids, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's kind of an unofficial uh, tradition. Yeah, but, that's, uh, good. that's good. Yes. Jumping ahead to uh, New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. What's your New Year's Eve resolution? You Fred? know, I haven't decided yet. Yeah, same here. <laughs> How do you choose what your resolution is going to be? Um, do you have like a, a formula? I do not have oh, okay. a formula. <laughs> okay. I was trying to make it sound like all fancy. Like <laughs> like first I sit down <laughs> and I, you know, <laughs> I feel like I do try to be prayerful about it. But as much as I would like it to be very intentional, it tends to be very somewhat last minute. Yeah. And I feel like I just kind of fall into my resolution mm-hmm. one or two weeks into the new year. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, into the new year. <laughs> I would like to not do that this year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The, the thing that keeps sticking out in my mind is wanting to love better mm-hmm. in the new year. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. So I'm kind of praying with what does that, what does that mean? How do I love better? Mm-hmm. Like everybody. Like How do I love my neighbor better? How do I love my friends better? Mm-hmm. How do I love my wife better? How do I love my kids better? Just love better in general and pray with that. Yeah. Uh, maybe it looks like First Corinthians 13. You know, we can put that in the show notes for those that don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say what that is or you're going to make him look it up? I'll make him look it okay. up just for fun. <laughs> What's um, the verse? Do you know the verse? <laughs> uh, love is patient. Love is kind. Okay. Yeah. Um, love does not envy. Right, go look and, it up. <laughs> and so on. So go look it up. Okay. Um, yeah. I, just praying about what does that mean and how do I do that practically? It probably means I don't lose my temper so easily. Right. You know, and I, and I look back at my early walk with Christ before I was actually Catholic, I would try to celebrate Lent. I didn't necessarily realize I was doing it at the time, mm-hmm. but I would always do things like on those Fridays of Lent, like I'm going to give up complaining today, mm-hmm. you know, and my coworkers would make fun of me because I would tell them like, yeah, right. You work <laughs> here. How are you going to give up complaining? Yeah. Um, but I always felt better at the end of those those days. Mm-hmm. And so things like that, like to love better, maybe it does mean I give up complaining. I give up criticizing. Right. I give up losing my temper. Or at least I'm more intentional about it. Yeah. Um, I'm more willing to give of myself 
I think of myself less. Um, you know, those sorts of things. Uh, that's kind of where I am right now. Mm-hmm. I didn't really, really answer your question. No, that's I'm still okay. trying to figure that out. Yeah. No, I don't have one yet either. Uh, I don't have a formula either. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually, I actually like the practice. I know it's kind of probably more of a secular practice mm-hmm. to come up with a new year's resolution, but I like the practice because like if we are called not just, I mean, not just every year to evaluate kind of ourselves and our interior growth and our interior life, but every single day. Mm-hmm. But I think this gives us an opportunity to look back and be like, what was this last year like? Right. And if there are negative things, like why was it like that? And is there anything I can do with the help of God to fix that mm-hmm. and, and to work towards that? And I don't honestly think that that was my mentality for most of my life. I think um, it was very much the same as you, like very last minute. Oh, it's uh, New Year's Eve. I should probably think of what I'm going to fix for next year. Right. And a lot of times they were very shallow things. Well, at least I know my intention and my intention was shallow. Like it'll be like, oh, I'm going to try and work out more. I'm going to try and diet. And not that working out and dieting is a shallow thing. Like if that is something that very honestly will help you to be better or help you to grow closer to God, like maybe that's an obstacle of your mental health or whatever it is. I'm not saying that is shallow. I'm saying I knew my intention and my Mm -hmm. intention was, you know, somebody else looks, they look a lot more fit than I do. I'm going to go spend three hours in the gym. Like that's super shallow. Right. And so I think early on, um, and for a lot of my adolescence, like that was, those were my new year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. Now it very much is like, okay, let me look at the last year and what kept me from growing close to God. Right. And I try and do that more often than every year. Um, like just recently I realized like, I do not like how, how much I binge watch TV. I think Mm. I mentioned this in a previous episode and I I would just like go to bed feeling really empty on those nights where I literally did nothing after the kids went to bed and I just sat and binge watched TV. I'm like, I just wasted a whole night and nothing was filling me. Mm -hmm. And so I, I cut that out. So I think just being able to look back on a whole year of like, what kept me from growing in holiness? Like you said, what keeps me from loving the people who are in front of me? Is it, you know, am I overly irritable with people and I'm taking it out on them? Mm -hmm. Is that from something interior? Is it because I'm not getting enough sleep? Like maybe my resolution is, okay, I'm going to go to bed at this time every night because I know that if I'm not getting enough sleep, I take it out on people around me or I get, you know, I get it too exhausted and I'm overly irritable, whatever it might be. Like, I think just looking at what my intention is and my intention hopefully is always to grow closer to Christ Mm -hmm. and grow more in virtue. And honestly, you know, the definition of virtue is a habitual disposition to do good. And so if we can look at a new year's resolution, like I want to try and grow in a habit, grow in breaking bad habits and growing in good habits that are going to help me help my soul and help those around me. Honestly, I think that's, that's my formula, if you will, for trying to find a a good new year's resolution. Yeah, that's good. I mean, if we go back to the questions I asked the kids, know him, love him, serve him. That's what we're called to do. So what in this new year will help me know him better? What in this new year will help me love him better? (laughs) And what in this new year will help me serve him? But we do have to be concrete, like you said, because I think many New Year's I've had the resolution, Mm -hmm. I'm going to lose weight this year. I'm going to be more fit. What does that mean? There's no, there's no way to like check in on that or be accountable. There has to be an actual plan. I'm thinking of the New Year's resolution office episode, Kara. Yeah. yeah. Um, And they just give up, throw the board away. You know, it's causing more (laughs) problem than, than good. Um, Creed to get I'm gonna do the perfect car- No, it's a cartwheel. <laughs> cartwheel I'm going to do the yeah, perfect cartwheel. Yeah, which it clearly wasn't, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I did it. You did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite. But, uh, you know, yeah, we do have to be concrete. We do have to, so like if, if you know, if you're listening, I'm going to read the Bible more this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, how? Yeah, where like, are you going to start? Where are you going to start? How much time a day? How much yeah. time? Yeah. Yeah, is there a place? Have a place to do it, I yeah. think is important. And stick to it and... You know, the hardest day to do anything virtuous is the day after you forget to do it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and don't beat yourself up, but pick up where you left off. Right. You know, and and commit to it. Um, Kara, we read the Imitation of Christ Mm -hmm. chapter every day. Yep. Easy, beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And that's what... It's usually like one to three pages every night. Right. At at most. Yeah. You know, and it's it's not too difficult. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone can do that. Mm-hmm. It's what, five, 10 minutes probably? Not even. I mean, if you if you sit and meditate with it, then right. yeah, about 10 mm-hmm. minutes. But I, I would say to read it is not even, yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. easy. I think one of the things that I'm, I'm trying to still kind of figure out what my New Year's resolution might be. But one of the things I've really inten- wanted to do more intentionally, especially after reading Just Rest by Sonia Corbett, which was one of our most recent episodes, um, is to try and actually keep Sunday as a day of rest. Mm-hmm. I'm really bad at that. She does joke that like, oh, if laundry brings you rest, go for it. I mm-hmm. don't mind laundry. Right. I'm like, I'm weird. <laughs> I don't mind laundry. So mm-hmm. if it if it happens that I have to do that on a Sunday, I don't mind that at all, especially mm-hmm. because I, I'm doing it for my family and somebody else. So it kind of brings me a little bit of, of rest. But I have to be intentional about, okay, what does that look like resting? Is it literally doing absolutely nothing? Is it preparing food on Saturday night so I don't have to cook anything Sunday? Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, BJ does the majority of the cooking. So, <laughs> But what does that look like? I think I have to be more specific with certain things. Like, like you said, if you're going to have a resolution, I like the practice. I like looking back, but be specific so that it's easy for you to be uh, able to check and hold yourself accountable. Yeah. Um- and it can be, they can be simple. I think sometimes we put it too big. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of uh, pa- my first pastor always used to say, there are two kinds of people in the world. Those who get up in the morning and say, oh God, it's morning. Mm-hmm. Or those who get up and say, thank you, Lord, it's morning. Yeah. So maybe your resolution is, I'm going to be the second person. Yeah. The one that gets up every morning and says, thank you, Lord. And that's the first thing out of your mouth. Not, oh, I hate my job, right. you know, because right. I don't know. That's kind of setting up your thinking for the rest of your of the day. Right. Um, and I know we'll have a episode on thoughts yeah. coming soon, <laughs> and we'll pick up on that when we get there. But yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be this big thing. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for listening to this uh, Christmas edition of of chit chat and banter and a Q and A. So we're really excited to just kind of sit down and have a more casual discussion and invite you guys into our lives and our friendship a little bit more. So we hope it was edifying for all of you and we wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.